let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children children's bible journey with stories and songs just for kids we have a dramatized bible story coming up but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome god dear lord thank you for my mom and dad
few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. And when the Lord had delivered Jonah from the belly of the great fish, he lay gasping on the sand, wet and sore. And he prayed and gave thanks for his deliverance. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh. 
Now when Jonah was within the gates of Nineveh, he lifted up his hands and cried in a loud voice, People of Nineveh, hear the judgment of the Lord God of Israel. Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. Ben! Ezra, stop that chattering! Get on with your work, lads. This order of copper bowls has got to be ready for shipping tomorrow. Yeah, but, Father, haven't you heard the news? What news? There's a prophet from Israel come to Nineveh, and he's prophesied that our city will be destroyed in 40 days. What rubbish you do talk, Ezra. Now get on with your work, both of you, or you'll get a whipping. Yet thirty days, and Nineveh shall be as dust and ashes, ashes and dust. But what's the name of this foreigner, this Israelite? His name's Jonah, ma'am. They say he was cast out of the belly of a great fish, and that all Nineveh's to be burned to the ground. I don't like it. I don't like the sound of it at all. Repent and pray! Repent and pray! Yet twenty days, and Nineveh shall cease and be no more! And, and he says he's been sent by the Lord God of Israel, and they were all to be killed because of our evil ways. Well, it's uh, true there's a lot of evil and wickedness in Nineveh. But I, I don't know things are coming to. There's hardly a man to be trusted these days. Hey, what's going on out there? Why, look, Allie, there's that fellow Jonah coming right here into the marketplace. Oh, let's go on and hear what he's got to say this time. Let me speak! Listen to me! People of Nineveh, I have come to bring you the word of the Lord God of Israel. The Lord is wroth with you because of your corrupt and evil ways. And he has commanded me to tell you that the days of Nineveh are numbered. Yet fifteen more remain. Yet fifteen days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Repent ye, for your end is near. Pray, for your last hour is at hand. And word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and he called his chief minister to him for advice. I say, your majesty, let's kill this man Jonah. Eh, but what law has he broken? That's for you to decide. But my advice as chief minister is, get rid of the pest. Poison him. Or better still, throw him to the lions. And if you don't... The people will panic. They'll be rioting in the streets and bloodshed in the bazaars. And the king pondered the advice of his chief minister, but also the words of Jonah, the man of God. And he caused a proclamation to be made throughout the city, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, 
Yea, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Hear ye, people of Nineveh, tomorrow ere the sun set again on Nineveh, the Lord God of Israel will destroy your city utterly. Yea, even you, people of Nineveh. And on the morning of the fortieth day, Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth, and sat under it in the shadow, till he might see what would become of the city. O Lord God, hear the prayers of the king of Nineveh and of his people. Save us, O God, save us, and we will live forever in the ways of thy God. Thus the people of Nineveh prayed. Was it too late? Or would God listen to their prayers? We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Yes, this is the life. A warm spring evening, sitting on the porch, hanging out with my beautiful granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma, I'm not beautiful. I look like a sheep. A sheep? Who told you that? Alexi Parrish, a guy at school. Oh, yes. Alexi, didn't you once say he dyed his hair green? That's him. Then you would certainly want to value his opinion on what's beautiful and what's not. <laughs> I see what you mean. But I wish I looked different. What would you change? Oh, my nose, my ears, my eyes. Basically everything from the hair down. Let me ask you a question, Mariam. All those movie stars you see in the magazines, do you like the way they look? 
Sure, they're beautiful. Then why are they always having painful and expensive operations to change the way they look? Why are they spending thousands and thousands of dollars to shorten their noses, lengthen their chins, tuck their tummies, stretch their necks, or fatten their lips? If they're so beautiful, why do they keep trying to change? That doesn't make much sense. What makes sense is to just sit back and be satisfied with the way God made you. Stay healthy and strong, but try to look like a movie star? <laughs> That's just silly because they don't even like the way they look. By the way, I happen to know why they go through all those operations. You do? Yes. Every one of them wants to look like my granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
raced to the trees, grabbing the lowest branches and climbed as fast as they could. Jenny stayed close to Mr. Shoe while Maria crouched behind some big rocks. Willie rolled his wheelchair behind the rocks with Maria. In the confusion of screaming and shrieking and other noises, the kids watched Jake roll around on the ground, wrestling with this big furry animal. Maria cocked her head. Other noises? What are those other noises, she thought. Peeking from behind her rocks, Maria saw that Mr. Shoe and Mr. Teller were laughing. Even Jenny was grinning. Then she realized that some of the other noise and confusion came from a barking dog. Barking? The bear might eat the dog. Where was the dog? She looked back at Jake and stared. Now he was sitting up and grinned at the big animal that was now sitting in front of him. Bonzo, look how you scared them kids. They thought you were a bear. Now what made them think that? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? To the surprise of the kids watching from their hiding places and scarcely breathing, Bonzo lowered his head and put his paw over his eyes. You can come back now, Jake called. Bonzo wants to apologize for scaring you. Maria watched Bonzo uncertainly. She slowly rose to her feet. Behind her, she could hear Chris and the others climbing down the tree trunks. 
Jenny still stood close to Mr. Shu. Jeff walked over and patted Bonzo on the head. Hey, kids, isn't he the biggest dog you've ever seen? Bonzo turned and looked at the kids huddled in the shadows. His tongue hung down and his tail wagged in circles. Look, Jenny said, walking toward Bonzo. He's smiling at us. Jenny may be scared of some things, Maria thought, but she sure isn't afraid now. Bonzo wiggled with excitement and wagged his tail even harder as the other kids approached cautiously. Is that really a dog? Sammy asked. He sure is, Jake said. Haven't you ever seen a big dog before? Not that big, Chris said, putting his arms around the big shaggy body. He got a sloppy wet kiss in return. He's a Newfoundland, Jack explained. Then he turned to the others. Don't be nervous. Bonzo's very friendly. He loves people of all sizes, almost as much as he loves water. You mean he swims in this cold river? Didi asked. Look at his coat. If you wore a coat like that, would you feel the cold water? Didi pulled apart some of his long black fur and discovered another very thick coat of short hairs. Wow, look at this! Soon all the children were gathered around Bonzo, patting his head and scratching his ears and poking and pulling at his fur. He just sat there grinning and wagging his tail. Look, he's wearing a bib. Willie reached out to touch the white spot on Bonzo's chest. Next time we think we see a bear, Maria said, we'll look for the white spot. If he comes back at breakfast time, you can throw sticks into the river for him to fetch. That's his favorite game, Jeff said. What else does he like to do? Sammy asked. Sleep, Jake answered, especially on wood piles. They all laughed. Hey, Bonzo, Jake said. Where's Tony? Bonzo lifted one ear, and he sat up a little straighter. His tail wagged faster. He let out several deep, loud barks. Then he stood and barked again, his eyes fixed on the darkness beyond the campfire. In the stillness, the kids heard twigs snapping. Again, they hardly breathed, not knowing what Jake's next surprise would be. Go get him, Bonzo! With another deep bark, Bonzo leaped forward as a figure appeared out of the woods. When he reached the man, Bonzo stood on his hind legs and put his paws on the man's shoulders to lick his face. The kids stared, open-mouthed, at the person in the shadows. The man pushed Bonzo down and walked into the light of the bonfire. The kids gasped as they looked at the newcomer. He was dressed all in dark brown, and he wore a wide-brimmed, dirty brown hat and a jacket that had fringes down the sleeves. heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book 11 rattlesnake river adventure written by sandy zog edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.